When I talk about the struggles we faced in Maré, I mean talk about a place where, behind any victory we have here, there has not been a single fight that doesn't have women behind it, making it happen. That's Eliana Souza Silva, who has been at the heart of the Maré Favela struggle for equal rights in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I'm Renata Peppel, and you're listening to Women Resisting Violence, where we share stories from Latin American women transforming lives through their fight against gender violence. This episode was recorded remotely during the lockdown in Brazil. As the first woman to be elected president of the Residents Association in 1984, when she was just 22 years old, Eliana hasn't ceased in her work to improve the lives of the inhabitants of Maré. She founded the Maré Network, Redes da Maré, in 1997. The Maré Network is a unique organization in that it was thought up and founded by people who were born or grew up in one of the 16 favelas that make up Maré. A Maré, nessa palavra que hoje reúne 16 favelas. Maré refers to 16 favelas with a population of 140,000 people in Rio de Janeiro. But Maré is a city, really. In terms of population, Maré is bigger than 96% of Brazilian cities. I would say that the Maré Network is an organization which has this historic aspect of having been born here, having grown out of the community struggles. It's an organization which tries to find ways to tackle the racism and inequality that exist in Brazil and the fact that we live in a city plagued by inequality. Brazil is one of the most unequal countries in the world with the richest 5% having the same income as the remaining 95%. Such harsh extremes affect marginalized groups even more severely. For Julia Leal, the coordinator of activities at Maré's Women's House, which forms part of the Maré network, it was obvious that women had to be their focus if the overall situation in Maré was to improve. It was very clear for those who had worked with the Maré Network from the start that many of the struggles for improvement in Maré, for infrastructure, were headed up by women because we understood that improving the quality of life of the women of Maré meant improving the quality of life in Maré as a whole. I even joke that I, I don't know if I, I will ever be able to work with men again. Because working with women is so great. I think that is something very powerful in the experience of being amongst women and listening to women, which is touching and transformative. Que me, me toca muito e me transforma muito. 
Much of this transformative activity has been generated from the Women's House, which Eliana set up in 2016 after recognizing that women face greater struggles than men in the favela. The Women's House aimed to improve the lives and living conditions of women, many of whom are survivors of gendered violence. The Women's House is the place where we try and understand what the lives of women in Maré are like. What power is there? What violence is there? It's a space in which we generate knowledge about these issues, where we think of projects which tackle many of the issues we encounter. There is a lot of violence in the lives of women here, lots of abuse, especially of girls. We learn about these things and then we formulate projects to tackle them. Julia. In the women's house, we have various ongoing projects which, from a distance, may appear to be unconnected to each other, but are actually designed to work together. We assume isolated actions are not enough to tackle the complex demands the women have. We have a vocational training section where we offer professional courses in basic cookery, advanced gastronomy, and a hairdressing assistant course certified by L'Oréal. So, we offer different services from lawyers, social workers, and a counselor. Why are these things connected? Because a woman who comes here for a gastronomy course, for instance, often doesn't actually manage to join the course because the other issues come up along the way. A lot of the time, she hasn't been able to secure a place in the crash for her child. So she needs to speak to a social worker, or maybe she is in an abusive relationship, in which case she needs legal advice because she wants to get divorced, for instance. Or she might need to speak to a psychologist. So the idea is that a woman who arrives at the women's house has access to a whole range of options to tap into. Therefore, a woman might arrive here suddenly, ask to speak with a lawyer, and be sent on to take a course, because we recognize that she's being subjected to violence, for instance and understand that the experience of being with other women and hearing their stories could be strengthening for this woman. Michelle Gandra has lived in Maré her entire life, but it wasn't until she joined one of the cookery courses at the Women's House and its accompanying gender studies course that she started to recognize the violence that women suffer in the favela and in society more broadly. It was there that I recognized myself as a woman who was going through similar things that other women were going through. It was there that we found a refuge with one another. It was there that we came to understand the multiple forms of violence in the world. And it was then that I started to see, to notice violence. I consider myself a privileged woman. I've been married for 28 years. But there was the first hurdle of that person who starts to understand, who begins to confront things. 
E hoje há a transformação, né? Porque assim, eu não me transformo sozinho, eu transformo a mim. And then the transformation, because I'm not the only one who is transformed. I transform myself, I transform my partner, I transform my children, I transform and I'm transformed the whole time. My laws, my, my relationship with the neighborhood. I began bringing up my children when I was still weighed down by all that. The idea that women must be taught to care for men, to tidy their house, etc. So that's what I began to work on with my children when I began working with Maria de Sabores. I saw that this couldn't go on, that we had to change. That's what I think. We don't change from outside in, we change from inside out. The seed I plant here in my home, I hope that it multiplies among my neighbors, among my community. This is how we try to change, change for the better. No bom sentido, né? Modificar no bom sentido. Now a chef at Buffet Maré de Sabores, who are available to hire as caterers in Rio, Michele is also an instructor on Maré de Sabores' advanced cookery course and takes pride in teaching other women as well as influencing her family. This ever-expanding transformation takes root from these women's commitment and growing awareness and flourishes throughout the community. For Eliana, the women's house embodies this commitment. The women's house is a recognition of how fundamental women are to social change. We wanted to empower them by providing space for creativity and inventiveness. So it's fundamental that the women's house should be that space. We are always going deeper in our work with gender issues, which is a very challenging subject in Maré and in the favelas in general, because there is a lot of violence tied up in this issue and a lot of questions to do with culture and how people approach gender. I ask Eliana whether she remembers a story which symbolizes the life-changing impact of the women's house. I would say that there was one story that particularly struck me. It's a story of a young woman. One of our first projects was the university entry exam class, an access course which prepares people from the favela of Imaré to sit the university entrance exam. I started to hear lots of noise coming from the classroom. These are night classes. And when I went into the room, I saw that the husband of one of the students had gone in and started trying to take the girl from the classroom. He was beside himself because he had got home and his wife wasn't there. He was shouting. Why wasn't she there making his dinner? He had arrived home from work. The guy enters, stops the teacher lessons, and starting to curse the woman, and pull her out by the hair. I remember that I entered the room and got between the two of them and told him to stop this. 
I managed to get them out and take them into the room next door, where I had been sat, and started to talk to them. They were two young people who had been married a while. I started to try and find out how long this had been going on for. Then came the classic response that this had been happening for a long time. The woman had never brought any kind of charges against him. She never imagined that she could. So, I remember we began mediating with the girl so that she wouldn't leave the course. We spoke to the husband, explained to him that he had done something very serious, while at the same time talking to her to tell her that she has to put this on the record and not to accept this violence. She continued studying. She ended up separating from this husband. Basically, yes, this case ended up being a reminder for us, showing how a project like ours can directly impact the lives of people, how we can give security and offer support so that people can make choices that are different to the ones they are making in that moment. Para que as pessoas possam fazer escolhas distintas do que elas estão fazendo naquele momento, né? Simply by providing the space, support and inspiration for an alternative future, the Women's House has had a powerful impact on the lives of the women of Maré, who without this refuge could have found themselves trapped in cycles of violence. For Julia, focusing on these women not only improves their own personal situations, but also their families. Eu entendo que as mulheres, especialmente as mulheres negras, são I understand a, a that women, particularly black women, are the cogs that keep Brazilian society going. I think they are the people who work the most. So, in more than half of the families in Maré, the woman is responsible for the finances of the home. This is an important statistic. On top of this, the women are also responsible for housework and childcare if they have children. And often they are responsible for other relatives as well. For this reason, we place a lot of importance on, for instance, these women generating their own income. So on top of the project I have already mentioned it, we run a buffet which is called Flavors of Maré, which is run by students of the gastronomy course, also called Flavors of Maré. This is a means of generating income for the students who take the course. It contributes to the sustainability of the project because any profit made goes to paying the chefs and to keeping the courses going. Women who don't have their own income are statistically even more vulnerable to gender-based violence, something that Michele has seen firsthand through her work in Maré de Sabores. Yet, rejecting gendered violence is difficult when it has, for so long, been accepted and normalized as part of relationships between men and women in the favela. Michele believes education is key to changing this. First, we need to understand what gender-based violence is. 
I began to understand this from doing the courses on gender at Maré de Sabores. The majority of women in Maré only see violence as something physical, and it's often trivialized. It's something that our mothers went through, that our family went through. We say things like, that's just how it is, all men do it. We trivialize and accept the situation. I think education has a big role to play. I think we first need to understand that if a guy forbids you from having friends, forbids you seeing your family, that he's been violent. If he's the one in control of the money, even if you have access to it, even if you share this money, If he is the one in control, that's violence. So there are many kinds of violence and often people don't recognize them as violence. I see this, I see it in myself. So firstly, I think that's it. We have to educate women and say to them, look, this is violence. Look, you have to be aware of the signs. Look, you can and should get help if this is what you're going through. Você pode e deve recorrer ajuda se você estiver passando por isso. In places like Maré, it is especially important to remember that such violence is more than domestic violence in the home among intimate partners and often involves the state as a perpetrator. Julia explains the challenges of discussing gender violence. Ela é um desafio, acredito, em qualquer lugar do mundo, né? Porque é um tabu. It is a challenge anywhere in the world, I believe, because it is taboo to talk about it. Many such paradigms need to be broken. How to talk about it? How is possible to make it a political issue when it's something that people have long believed to be of a private nature? By this. I'm referring to domestic violence specifically. But we can think of gender violence in a much broader way. It is also important to remember that urban violence, institutional violence, state violence can also be gender-based violence. However, in a lot of places, but particularly in Maré, women are not actually protected by the law. It is very common for a woman to arrive at a police station and be discouraged from bringing charges against their abuser. Instead, they are told, I can't do anything for you. The justice system will not come to the favelas. We have no way to instate protect measures within the favela. We have no way to guarantee that you are not going to suffer or be even more at risk if you make this accusation. This is a very serious issue. So instead, we put a lot of importance on other ways of empowering women through contact with other women, listening to other women's experience of generating income, of improvement on health, of returning to study, various topics along these lines. É uma questão importante sim falar sobre violência baseada em gênero e So, yeah, it is important to talk about gender-based violence and also about domestic violence in Maré and the favelas because women here are almost entirely unprotected. 
they have no public resources or public policy that effectively protects them. Given the challenges of bringing about institutional change, the Women's House's primary focus of empowering women within their communities can bring about a more immediate and tangible impact to improve their lives. Eliana notes that this still isn't easy, considering the ongoing prejudice favela residents experience. It's very difficult for the residents of Maré to see themselves in this position of having rights because of historically violent relationship with the police, with their place of residence being recognized by the police as somewhere where criminals live. I have encountered women who were suffering with their husbands, trapped by their husbands, and the women didn't want to look for legal solutions because legal justice is not something feasible for them. It's not something they want all recognize as a trustworthy space in which to find solutions. The non-existence of public security means that we end up with for example, the presence of armed groups. There is a lot of criminal activity which happens and which is normalized in that context, except it is not normal. The state's neglect of favela residents only intensified with the COVID pandemic, with Brazil being one of the worst-hit countries in the world. Michele witnessed women bearing the brunt of the dire situation, which saw a sharp rise in cases of violence against women in tandem with the virus's spread. A gente sabe que esse registro aumentou demais, né, com a pandemia. We know that cases of violence against women have surged during the COVID pandemic. Routines have changed, husbands are at home, many of them have lost their jobs, the children are also at home. We don't have much physical space in Maré. The houses are very small, families are big. So to maintain social distancing in Maré was a huge challenge. For all these reasons, we've had a lot of women coming to us. Por essas questões, a gente viu bastante. Certamente aumentou o número de mulheres que chegou para gente. Indeed, the number of women coming to us with this problem has certainly increased and has also increased in severity because in the past year we have had to support many cases of women needing to be hospitalized, for instance. This is very sad and we have national data proving this. Their own home is the most dangerous place for them. It is where they are most vulnerable to violence. O, a casa das mulheres é o lugar mais perigoso para elas, assim, é onde elas mais são violentadas. With Maré residents largely working in the informal economy, they weren't afforded the same protection or ability to work from home as many middle and upper class Brazilians. The COVID pandemic had a devastating impact on the favela. The Maré network and the women's house had to rapidly change tack to address the most pressing needs of the women they support. Michele described how they adjusted. A Redes fez um movimento super positivo. The network worked very hard. 
distributing basic provisions to vulnerable families, which they identified together with the health clinics here. The initial impact on Maré de Sabores was hard. Our income comes from the events we put on, so we had to think about how we could keep supporting these women whose lives would be made even more difficult by COVID. Muitos dos, dos maridos, assim, né, das que são casadas, tiveram, perderam seus empregos. Many of the husbands of those who were married lost their jobs, so the income they received from Maré de Sabores is now practically the only income they have to get them through the pandemic. We had to rethink the way we worked, because in fact, a lot of the catering we did before was outside Maré, and so we turned to the community. We had a two-way system. We started providing food from the most vulnerable people in Maré. And in doing this, we also managed to maintain our salaries. It was very rewarding. Salaries, né? Então, foi super gratificante. Julia sees the changes the Maré Network made as having permanently revolutionized their services. The network completely reorganized itself during the pandemic in order to come up with effective rapid responses for the urgent issues that were arising, particularly those related to hunger, unemployment, and of course, health problems related to COVID. So, the first thing we did was to start receiving donations and organize ourselves to do this. We started receiving donations of baskets of basic supplies by the ton, and we distributed then to more than 17,000 families in their homes to avoid big gatherings. Just one more thing. We also moved all our services online. This will keep you running, to be honest, as it has transformed our services forever. People can send messages via WhatsApp that we receive every day, and there will be a professional there to answer them. So there are psychologists on duty, a lawyer on duty, social workers on duty, in addition to other general information. For this service, for this platform. It is incredibly impressive to see the vast scale of the Women of Mares organizing and their commitment to preventing gendered violence. But it begs a question. Where is the state in all of this? Eliana? As respostas dadas pelo Estado às questões de violência que afetam as mulheres... The response of the state to issues of violence against women, issues of gender, are very weak. I would say almost not existent in the sense of reaching those who need them. We used to have a set of politicians. We had a women's secretary. There were various periods that were, I would say, better than now better than what we have today. Today we are living in a time when everything that was achieved in the area of rights and law is being lost. However, we recognize that there have been some advances, like the Maria da Penha law, which came from a person who suffered from violence herself. 
So, if you think about it from this perspective, we realize that these policies, these initiatives, do very little to meet the demand that women have for help here. And you still have, in the case of Brazil, the fact that women in general suffer from the patriarchal power structure, but we also have some different things which affect women. We have black women and indigenous women who have very specific historical demands, and we are very, very far from, for example, public policies coming anywhere near helping these women. Julia has a solution. Então, assim, se as mulheres negras no Brasil são as que sofrem mais violência baseada em gênero... So, if black women in Brazil are the ones who suffer the most from gender-based violence, it is these women that have to be there drawing up public policy. Instead of the way it is currently being done, which is half a dozen white men in a room producing country laws. This will never be effective in the favela. I think that in order to change the way things are, the fact that women are not covered by public policies, they need to be the ones create these public policies. I think that is the best answer. The Women's House and Maré Network have demonstrated the phenomenal impact women's collective work has had in Maré Favela. They've recognized that access to education and income helps prevent violence, as well as the fact that supporting women ends up supporting the whole community. With their first-hand knowledge of the issues affecting favela residents, it's about time the state took notice and recognized the lessons it could learn. Então, aqui é lógico que a gente tem muitas, muitas demandas ainda. So, despite the challenges, I can now say that as a resident of Maré, I have no intention of leaving here, quite the opposite. I would like to give back to the community by teaching other women, because that's what I love doing. Thank you for listening. We'd like to say a huge thanks to Eliana Souza Silva, Julia Leal, and Michele Gandra for sharing their stories with us. This podcast hopes to influence policy around gender violence and highlight the lessons and voices of those working on the front line in communities. We'd be grateful if you could add a review and share it widely to help us achieve this. Head to wrv.org.uk for more about the project. Louise Morris was the producer and writer, and Renata Peppel the presenter. Juliana Postico, Claudia Alves, and Najila Kay were the dubbing artists, and Ella Barnes and Theodora Bradford are translators. Featuring music by Rebecca Lane and Serena Assunção and Gilberto Martins. And Eliane Correa as our recording engineer. Special thanks to Kathy McAwain, Noelle Rezende, and Marilyn Thompson. Women Resisting Violence was funded by a King's College London ESRC IAA grant through a fellowship with the Latin America Bureau.